Wow. Good stuff. Good morning. You guys, you guys do me a favor. Just can you stand up? And it's kind of cold in here. Let's stand up a little bit. She said wake up. So let's stand up. Rub your hands together if you're able. Rub your hands together. No jumping jacks. Just rub your hands and clap a little bit. Get them going. Thank you. I always like to start with a standing ovation. Now sit down. That's a cheap parlor trick, but you fell for it. I did that at a sales meeting with 500 people, and they didn't ask me back. So, but it worked. I did get a standing ovation because I thought Jeff, although Jeff's welcome was, was fine, I did see about half the church leave. So I just wanted to make sure those who were staying still wanted to be here. Um, I have a confession to make. I had a tough week. Uh, I was plan B, and uh, let me finish my story. I was plan B this week. We expected to have someone else standing up here. We expected to have a candidating week. Um, last week, that message, for those of you who were here, was pretty powerful, wasn't it? It's pretty powerful. I don't know about you guys. My allergies hit just as he was ending, and my eyes started to water. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But uh, pretty choked up. So were you. I saw you, a big, strong guy, a bit choked up. And I was, I was uh, moved. And I thought, God, this is awesome. Um, this is awesome because we have it all planned. This is what's going to happen. And he's going to do the candidate week. And he, after he accepts, and you're all going to say, this is awesome. And he's going to be standing here doing this. And then it didn't happen. And, and I was a little shook up. And my trust was shaken as the song said. And I know the rest of the elder board was too, especially our brother Craig, because the burden of being one pastor in a church that really needs two is very difficult. So keep Craig and the Cooper family in your prayers as well as the elder board and the search team. The good news is we have a great search team and they'll continue to bring us candidates as, uh, as the Lord leads. And, and, and so when I said I'm plan B, I was talking to Michael yesterday, and I said, well, plan B. He goes, Rick, God doesn't do plan B. You were plan A the whole time. You just didn't know it. Isn't that what happens to us? We got a plan. And, and, then, and, then, and then it doesn't happen. You know, and, and we shake our heads and go, if if God, what are you doing? And he goes, well, Rick, it's, it's my plan. It's not your plan. It's my plan. And, and it says in the Psalms, if you want to hear God laugh, tell him your plans. God loves comedy. All right? So today, I thought I would take off from what Pastor Tom, and, and has he not been a godsend? He is fantastic. Um, I, I have to give the Zimmermans a shout out. They're not here. I don't know where they go to church now, but no, they're on vacation. <laughs> They're on vacation. They're on vacation. But they told me they had a guy. And, of course, everybody's got a guy, right? I got a guy who could fill the pulpit. And if you want to build an ark, I know a guy. Get it? You guys know a guy? So you guys are awake. It said wake up. You did. So it said everybody's got a guy. And we were like, well, we got it. We're going to rotate and whatever. And then we kind of went a little farther, and our rotation kind of fell apart. And here came Tom Bernardo. And I listened to a number of his messages, and I was like, okay, go ahead. And I thought, well, it could be bad. And God has just blessed us and him for coming up and just filling our pulpit. He doesn't need a job. 
so we're not going to hire him because he doesn't want a job. He's got a job. So, but he has just been fantastic. And what he went through last week on the authority of Christ um, was amazing. So I want to go to the authority of Christ part two. One of the things, uh-oh, okay, here we go. One of the things he talked about, and I'm not going to go through all of it, great, the realms that Christ has authority. The cosmic, the material, the religious, the social, the natural, the physical, the spiritual. We can maybe make up something else, but I think that pretty much covers it. And then he introduced him, like you would, Apollo Creed, but in such a special way. I did like the Apollo Creed, the, the Count of Monifisto. I didn't catch that when I first saw the movie. But Jesus is all of these things, the authority. And then we look at ourselves and we say, do we like having authority over us? How many of you have a boss at work? How many are a boss? Some of you. You're your own boss. You're the boss. Cindy the boss. Everybody say, Cindy the boss. Cindy the boss. The interesting thing is, we look at that authority. When I was a, a kid coming up in the industry, that's your boss. Okay. All right. I'll do what he tells me to do. And then the police showed up and like pulled you over. You're like, yes, sir. No, sir. And then the pastor said something. And you're like, yeah. Okay, pastor. Yeah, whatever you want. And, and when we travel down to Mexico and we see Pastor Isaiah, you know they still treat him that way? Pastor sees kids riding a bike. Hey, you're in the street. Hey, hey, move on. Yes, pastor, yes, yes. Can you imagine some pastor saying that today here? Hey, kids, get out of the street. Bob, <laughs> The police pulls you over, and you're like, what? What are, what are you doing? What do you want? We don't want authority. When, when my kids were little, you're not the boss of me. But you know, as we've gotten to be adults, that's kind of how we are, aren't we? We don't look at the authority of a pastor or authority of an elder board or authority of a, a, an earthly boss. Well, because they're idiots. But you didn't think that when you took the job. We thought, well, this, this guy's a pretty good guy. I'm going to submit to his leadership. And you just found out later he was an idiot. <laughs> but maybe he's not an idiot as you go to the next company and the next company. and the next. Maybe the common denominator's you. The problem is, we don't want authority, do we? It's my house. I do what I want. Tell my kids, it's my TV, as they change it. You know, when I was a kid, the remote control was me. Get up, change the channel. Okay? Now we just have five TVs. Each kid has a TV. Thank God they moved. Now they can fight with their own kids. We don't like leadership. You agree? But how about if I submitted to you that your life is not your own? That's what Scripture says, doesn't it? If you sit in the fourth chair that Tom Bernardo talked about a few weeks ago, we must deny ourselves. We deny ourselves very little because we don't respect the authority. Well, we know about Jesus. We, we got it. Yeah, he's the ruler. He's everything that Tom said he was. Everything Scripture said he was when we need him. And part of my confession is 
maybe God had Tom Bernardo do that message and, and just get us to our feet, trusting and loving God as the creator of everything, knowing that our candidate was going to say no and we need to continue to be patient. Maybe that was it, right? I think that was it since he didn't say yes. What does it mean to call yourselves a Christian? A believer. A believer. We just sang about being a believer. You know who also believes? Satan. And his demonic angels. They're believers. That's why they fight. Many times I'll ask somebody when I'm on a business trip, hey, you know, hey, well, I'm a believer. Yeah, yeah, I'm a believer. Okay. What else? Well, no, I mean, I, you know, I go to church every once in a while. Oh, so you're a spectator. Right? You're an attender. Are you a follower of the living God? Well, I, let's not push that. I believe. It says in Scripture, believe. It says believe, but that's not, that word in Greek or Hebrew is not what we think it is. I just believe. I know. I follow. The word Christian means to follow. One must die the first death. Death to this life finding a new life in Christ. 2 Corinthians 5.17. With all the junk that's going on in the world today, and by the way, 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, any man in Christ is a new creation. The old has, and the new has come. Passed away, died. If you're a follower of Christ, if you've submitted yourself to Jesus Christ, your old life is gone. I have a friend who's the assistant superintendent of schools at Newport Mesa School District, and him and I grew up together since we were seven years old, stayed friends the whole time, Little League, the whole thing. We are just great buddies. We got saved the same night, September 30th, 1990, 1990, the day his daughter was born. Different circumstances. We just happen to remember the day. And she is now my goddaughter, our goddaughter. And she's very important to me because she's a child of God. And I said to him, can you believe they're going back to high school with some of the stuff that's going on TV? And he said, why do you think I never run for mayor? They've asked him many times to run for mayor because he's Mr. Costa Mesa. And guess what? He ain't touching that because of what happened in high school. If they're going to go back to high school, we're all in trouble, people. Okay? We're all in trouble. The interesting thing is, Jesus knew that. And what he did, and where I'm going this week, is I'm going to go into John 14, where it's called the upper room discourse. So Christ had the disciples in the upper room. He knows he's about ready to be arrested and then go through the crucifixion. And the disciples, who have been with him for three and a half years, are like, where where are you going? Well, I, I got to go away. Where are you going? Well, he says, don't let your heart be troubled, men. You believe in God. Believe in me also. Now, that's not the English word believe. How about you know me? And he'll talk about that in a second. You know God if you know me. You know the way to the place where I'm going. Now, we give Thomas, doubting Thomas, a lot of hard time here. But Philip does the same thing, and Peter denies him and all this other stuff. But everybody wants to pick on Thomas. 
Thomas said, Lord, we don't know where you're going, so how can we know the way? Are you kidding me? Three and a half years? I've been teaching you guys. Where are you going? Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one gets to the Father except through me. If you really know me, you will know my Father as well. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Their minds went, what? You're God? We just saw the miracles, dude. (laughs) Okay? Lazarus raised from the dead. That's why they're after you. But, But you're God? I don't represent God, said Jesus. I am God. Therefore, I have authority. Let's break it down. I am. He talked about in the video. I am is the name, his covenant name. It's been translated in many ways in Hebrew and Greek, but that is his covenant name. When Moses was standing at the burning bush, which represented God, he gave him the instructions, and Moses said, what should I say is your name? I am who I am. Not Popeye. He said, I am who I am. Tell them I am has sent me to you. Tell them. So they knew what that meant. And what Jesus said in the whole book of John is seven I am's. This is just John. I am the bread of life. I am the light of the world. I am the gate for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I am the resurrection. I am the way, the truth, the life. I am the true vine. I am. He is all those things which they associated with God. So now they're starting to get the picture. The way, as he says, they're wondering, where is the way? Where are you going? Jesus said the way The way he is saying is the path to eternal life. And this is where the world, especially our world, and I'm sure it happened in the past, if you read scripture, this is where people start to struggle. The way. It's too narrow, right? Scripture says narrow is the gate. Narrow is the way. Unless a man, uh, what is it, a camel go through the eye of the needle, will a rich man get to heaven? I've distorted that. But you understand. Somebody says the way's too narrow. Jesus being the only way. But I submit it's wide enough for the entire world if they choose to walk on it. We want to change the rules, don't we? Make it easier to get in. But what Jesus said, guys, I'm the way. Now, it's narrow because there ain't going to be many people walking on it. Wide is the gate of destruction. Wide is the way of destruction. Because I think there's going to be more people over there than there is here. Christians, it's our job to make sure that doesn't happen. That's called discipleship. That's called evangelism. That's called telling people about Jesus. We shouldn't worry about how limiting the way is and be grateful for the fact that there's a way at all. What does... Romans 6.23 say, the wages of sin is death. What do you deserve? Jesus dies on the cross, provided us a way. If he didn't die on the cross, guess what? We're done. That's the kind of authority that Jesus has. 
the disciples of the Jewish nation understood the way is they knew about Isaiah 35. Thank God for an Old Testament prophet to keep rearing his head in the New Testament. Isaiah talked about the way of holiness and the joy of redeemed, joy of the redeemed in Isaiah 35, verse 8. A highway will be there, and it will be called the way of holiness. The unclean will not journey on it. It will be for those who walk in that way. Wicked fools will not go on about it. The redeemed will walk there, and the ransom of the lion will return. That's us. They will enter Zion with singing, everlasting joy, with crown on their heads. Gladness and joy will overtake them, and sorrow and sighing will flee away. That's the way. That's the way I want to go. You guys? Amen? Everybody? Because when you have the authority of Christ, you get to go on the way. He is the way. And then we look at the truth. Uh-oh. I messed up. That's what happens when you have your own technology. The truth. This is also where the world struggles. The truth. What is truth? Who said that? Pontius Pilate. What is truth? Jesus says, I'm the truth. What is truth? It's a rhetorical question for him. What is truth? Jesus is truth. There is no other truth without Jesus Christ. There is no other truth without God. Why? He invented it. He invented it. Well, you know, we have to believe this person. We have to believe that person. Well, this is my truth. You don't get a truth. There is either truth or no truth. It's either truth or defiance. Truth is relative to the situation. Truth is what I say it is. You ever heard that? Of course you have. Truth is actually the reality of God's promises according to Scripture. That's the crux of the Christian life. Truth is the reality of God's promises according to Scripture. Jesus is truth because he came to represent God in the flesh to die sacrificially for us. There is no other truth that matters. All else fails, period, end of story, over and out. That's it. You can debate it, but you'd be wrong. Period. You're wrong. If you didn't hear me, you're wrong. Jesus is the truth. Then he said, I'm the life. Jesus is talking about joining his divine perfection and perfect life to our ragtag lives in now and in eternity, making us clean. See, life without Christ is no life indeed. All others are lost. I have watched the news shows for the last year, and it's clear to me that the world is lost and getting loster. And it's not just because they don't agree with me. I'm talking about all of them, all of them all the shows, all the people I talk to, all the social media I read, focus on Christ. By the way, Jesus wasn't on one side of the aisle or the other. Jesus was everything and is everything. And then he says the final thing, no one comes to the Father but through me, no one. 
well, you know, my God, um, well, see, I got a way. Well, the Buddhists believe, and then the Mormons have a way. Well, and the Catholics say this, and then it, none of that matters. Because who said it? This isn't, I mean, you can criticize me today all you want, because I'm pretty narrow-minded when it comes to this. Because he said it. No one comes to the Father but through me. All else is idol worship. Most religions believe in the Ten Commandments. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. But then we create other gods other than Jesus. Try defining truth without reference to God and see how quickly all definitions fail. In Romans 1.21, the Apostle Paul traced the relentless decline of human ideas Although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God. Nor were they thankful, but became futile in their thoughts, and their, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Professing to be wise, they became fools. He's pretty clear. Scripture's pretty clear. Now, what you can do is throw out Scripture and decide to live a whole different way. But how dare us use Scripture and then pervert it? Right? It's scripture. It is perfect. It's divinely inspired. It's the inerrant word of God. At least in this church, that's what we believe. And I think the Bible bears out the same thing. Again, many say they believe. Satan is demonic angels believe. They believe that Jesus they believe in is, is uh, the actual God of the Old and New Testament. But... They love to distort the word. So what happens is the Mormons come in and say, we believe in Jesus too. You have any Mormon friends? They believe in Jesus, right? They'll tell you. They will. God bless them, and they're very sincere. It's a different Jesus. It's Lucifer's brother. Does this say anywhere in Scripture that Jesus was Lucifer's brother? Has there been any evidence that demands that verdict? To steal Josh McDowell? The Buddhists. They say Jesus was a great prophet and a great teacher. And they're right. But he didn't stop there. They have thousands of gods that they pray to, Buddha being the main one. It's freaky. Lori and I went to Japan in 2004, and there was this Buddha the size of this room. And kids were crawling all in it and through his nose and his ears. And remember that? That was, that was crazy. Carol went with us too. It was nuts. And I'm like, this is, this is just a piece of stone? This is not a living God. Ours is the living God. See, he was more than a prophet and a teacher. He was fully and holy God. The disciples already believed in Jesus. He was just saying, trust me, keep on trusting me as you are trusting God, though I will not be visible after this once I go to my crucifixion. The God of religious tolerance is not the God of the Bible. Satan doesn't care what we believe as long as we don't believe in the word. This is spiritual attack. Once we portray God as tolerant of all forms of worship, we deny the God of the scriptures. The God of religious tolerance is not the God of the Bible. If we believe the Bible, we can't concede that other religions might be true as well. Now, wait a minute. You are really narrow-minded. You are intolerant. I am not. The Jesus and God who I follow is. 
Thou shalt have no other gods before me. A few years ago, I did a message on the jealousy of God. God says in the Old Testament, my name is jealous. It's not the jealousy you and I think about, the human jealousy. I am number one, says God. No one else. That's tough to stomach. Because we sure, in many cases, don't live like it, and our world's not like it. Christianity, if true at all, is exclusively true. God alone offers truth. Christ offers truth. All other religious systems that deviate from him are blatantly false. That's the authority of Christ. He has authority over everything. Interesting that Peter said in the book of Acts, salvation is found in no one else. This is after Christ died. Peter saw Jesus cooking bacon on the, on the end and said, feed me, feed my sheep. Bacon's a, you know, not obviously a Jew's not going to be cooking bacon, right? Come on, people, wake up. Um, that's the song. Salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to men to be saved. If you're not saved through Jesus Christ, you are not saved at all. Now, you could follow a number of people. I talked to a guy last night at dinner, and he told me the way to Christ was actually through his darkness. He was following a, a demon-possessed person. And he said, boy, if this whole darkness thing is real, then the light must be real too. So he went and bought a Bible and started reading that. God's word does not return void, and he's been a Christian for 40 years. Interesting, huh? He was searching Many people are searching. It's our job as believers and followers to share the truth with them because they're searching. There is our ultimate authority in Christ. All Jesus said and did comes from God the Father. Jesus is not a second God and the Holy Spirit is not a third God. I will not stand up here and try to explain the Trinity because I cannot. It's three persons, one God. Jesus is God, the Holy Spirit is God, the Comforter, the Advocate who he left for us, all represents God. The Trinity is one God in three persons. See, folks, we need to preach and share an exclusive Christ in an inclusive age. It doesn't mean we hate those who don't follow Christ. Never in Scripture does it say that, does it? What did Jesus say? Love your neighbor as yourself. Love them. Anything goes now. Some say many paths lead to religious enlightenment. How dare we Christians insist ours is the only one? The reality is, the truth is, there's only two paths. One's wide, and it's the way of works. And that leads to nowhere. It leads to destruction. Or the narrow way of faith in the only Savior leading to eternal life with the Father. We are on one road or the other. You might think you're on a different road. Anything not following Jesus Christ is a road to destruction. Why? Because of the authority of Christ and because salvation is found in no one else. And men and women must be saved or else they spend eternity without the Father. In closing, the writer of Hebrews States in chapter 1, verse 3. Look at that. The sun is the radiance of God's glory 
and the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful word. After he had provided purification for sins, he, Jesus, sat down at the right hand of the majesty, God, in heaven. Jesus represents God. Okay? And if you're going to bring a little baby into the world, you want it to be a world of Jesus. You want it to be a world where our children follow Christ. It starts with us. Knowing, loving, and serving Him. Knowing, not just believing. Knowing. As Craig comes up to do communion, um, I want you to think as you take communion where you're at with this. Because many times we do this and our actions do this. Are you really understanding that there is one way and the authority of Christ is over your life in everything? The cosmic realm, the spiritual realm, the physical realm. The trust. I confessed my sin of lack of trust today. And I'm not flipping about it. Oh, God's got something else in store. This is going to be great. I was hurting. God, what's the deal? I said, Rick, come on, man. Shut up. I need to just chill and trust him. And that's what I'm going to do. Because he's in charge anyway. Coop. I'll be back.